Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we're about to go off on minute 68, which begins with the cloaked figure throwing down obstacles for Angel and ends with Andy Wainwright thinking, Andy Cartwright, for paying his uh, toll on the sweat box and the swear box. Swear box. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you there was a sweat box in the police department. Uh... There might be. There might be a sweat box. Isn't that what they call the uh, interrogation room sometimes? Oh, okay, yeah. Don't they sometimes call that the sweat box? I was thinking more of the uh, the bridge over the river, the river Kwai sweat box. Oh. Now, that would be an odd thing to see in the precinct. Yeah. Or the, uh, or the, what was the, what's the box and hook? Oh, the boo box. The boo box. The boo box. <laughs> uh, Oscar nominee Glenn Close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about that. Oh, man. But yeah, I'm pretty... Yeah, you're right. I, I forgot, but I think that is what they call like an interrogation thing, right? Yeah, the like sweatbox. Interrogation room. Anyway, Rick's back. Hi, Rick. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, we got distracted by sweat boxes and boo boxes um, and swear boxes, but uh, more on that in a second. First, we have the rest of this chase scene to talk about, uh, and um, this place is... So big, I just, I mean, did she need any more money? I mean, <laughs> this place had to have cost a fortune. This is this is like one of the biggest hardware home and garden stores I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, she it's probably the only one in the area. She probably has a bit of a monopoly when it comes to, oh, we need to go out and buy a new garden set. Or the patio is looking pretty empty. Let's go see Leslie Tiller. Yeah. And yeah. if she could be she could be property poor. Or what is it? House poor? Is that what basically you, you may have a lot of capital, but you may not have a lot of disposable income, which is why she went and sold it to the people that she did. Yeah. I guess aside that's from true. wanting a change of venue, of course. I mean, God think about mm-hmm. it, upkeep. There's not many people in the city. That's true. Is she is she selling her house or is she selling the land that the store is on or or is it both? From the sound of it, I think it's just the land that the business is on. But she did mention wanting to move to Buford Abbey, right? Yeah. So it's it's I you know I think at at first when we were just inside the shop, I thought well she's probably selling her home like that's probably what they're talking about right as far as like land being worth money. Uh, now that I see them go through this whole chase sequence, it's like, now this is like acres and acres of land. Acres of, of store, of greenhouses, of... Like, you could build an entire shopping center just on this land. Yeah, you could absolutely build a mall here. Yeah. This could fit a, a, a decent-sized mall. Yeah, with, with like a couple of anchors, maybe three, up to three anchor stores, and, uh, and, and, and several, several, maybe, maybe a multiplex. 
Yeah, in in the mall, you know, one of those. Would it be a interior shopping mall or would it be like a strip mall? Either one. Either one you could put here, I think. Because one definitely takes up more square footage, I think. Because you can't go vertically with a strip mall. Oh, that's true. That's true. Can you be Christmas goddamn morning for those little fucking hoodie people? Those kids, those teenagers to wake up and suddenly (laughs) not only is Miss Tiller dead, there's a mall with a multiplex. Yeah. They can watch Spider-Man 3 (laughs) and License to Wed. That's true. Oh, man. Yeah, this is, uh, it's a crazy amount of land. I, I mean, I think it would have to be an interior mall. Like you would get more use out of the land with an interior mall in England, right? Because like they have yeah. they have exterior malls in in like Los Angeles that are multi levels because you don't have to worry about like rain most of the time, mm-hmm. so it's it's not a big deal. But like you know, it rains constantly in England, so they'd probably want an interior mall, I would imagine. Yeah, right. You know, it's um, funny. I'm trying to think off the top of my head of an interior shopping mall in England, and I just can't picture it. Yeah? Hmm. It, just for some reason, it clashes with the image of England that I have in my head. UK listeners, uh, hit, hit us up. We call upon you once again. What what kind of mall experiences have you had? Was there like a shopping center in your city or town, a strip mall, uh, multi-level? What was your, you know... Did you have you ever been in a greenhouse this big? Maybe we're just not used to it. Maybe there are actually like stores, like like nurseries that are this massive. And maybe this much. maybe this is the reason their obsession with these home and garden uh, uh, stores shops are the reason why they call them gardens instead of backyards. Right. It's like how we have these like cathedral like home and outdoor centers with like running waterfalls and like hmm. eateries. I don't know. Helps now, out. A cursory Googling. Now, I'm no I'm no expert or anything like that, but apparently the largest shopping center in England is Westfield, London, and it has 450 stores, uh, six anchor tenants, and covers, let's see, for us Americans, uh, it looks like 2.6 million square feet, Thank five floors feet. with 5,500 spaces for parking. Yeah. No, that would have ruined Sanford. <laughs> would have changed everything. But I, I, there's something really. Uh, when I was a kid, when I would like, whenever my parents would have to go to like a Home Depot or a Lowe's, I used to really enjoy exploring those places and walking around because of the mixture of like toilets and <laughs> I don't know, like, like there would be plants. I used to have really fun like pretending I was in Star Wars or that I was like. Oh, like it was like a marketplace? Yeah, yeah. Or like I could just, or like if I was like around a lot of plumbing or supplies, I could be like, oh, now I'm on the Enterprise and I'm on a spaceship. Just imagining. (laughs) And I don't know, there is something kind of, you know, this is a movie about Edgar Wright's hometown set in Edgar Wright's hometown. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, there is something kind of cool about a foot chase being set in like a garden center or like a nursery. Mm -hmm. What's not really clear about this chase is how. Like, the path that they take through this place, though. Like, are they switching back and forth, or are they going in a straight shot? That's sure, are they I running in a circle? Out. I mean, I think that they... <laughs> just I, just I, like I, a Scooby-Doo circle back and forth between the greenhouses. I, I would assume when they shot this, that's probably what they're doing, mm. is going going in a circle. However, if you, if you uh, like, pay attention to the way it's shot, 
it is constantly running from left to right. Um, and so it makes it, 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 it creates an appearance that it, they're going in a straight line of at least at least a in a in one direction, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not they're like zigzagging or around through the back, you know, is one thing. But they seem to be going in a in a single direction. That's what the film language is telling us. Um, and so I'd like to think that that was the intention is that this place is gigantic. Got it. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I buy that. Really loving Nicholas's uh, forward flips and yeah, yeah, his stunt double is great. I love that they did that. It's so silly. Um, he just keeps rolling really high on athleticism. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, and then we get uh, we get the injury um, that he believes Ugh. is uh, that he believes is Skinner, but uh, is not. It's yeah. someone else. That's weird about my my human brain is I just saw Leslie Tiller get like impaled through the neck. Mm-hmm. But the idea of someone crashing and scraping their ankle against glass to me was more visceral. Oh, probably because you can you know what that feels they like. I can imagine that. You yeah. can imagine you it. You can empathize yeah. with it more. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas the other one is just sort of like, like I don't know what that would feel yeah. like. Probably <laughs> awful, but that's all you know. You know. Um, I was thinking about that injury over the last, you know, couple of days that we've been talking about them, and. It's odd that she's able to scream because I feel like those shears would have gone and maybe cut off the airway to her lungs. So it would be weird to like hear any sort of screaming coming from her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's weird for me to say. Yeah, like that, would it but, have been silent? Know. Would Nicholas have been able to hear it happen? Yeah. Just a weird gurgling noise. Yeah, it would have been gurgling noises at best, I think, probably. Um, maybe that's why yeah, that's... he, that's why he aimed for the neck like that. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weirdly that... a stealth kill. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit Assassin's creed in that way. Hit Manny. Yeah. It's one of those situations where you're playing the game, your character sneaks up behind their target, you press a button for the stealth kill, and then it's this huge, long, drawn out animation with that was the stealth kill and thrown around. And it's like, there's no way that no one heard that. Come on. Yeah. Or like when you go in stealth mode and then you accidentally hit the melee button. <laughs> You're like, well, not anymore. Guess I'll this die. Is happening. <laughs> now it's an escape mission. <laughs> run, 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 run. Well, yeah, from the killer's perspective, this really is just like a hitman level. Yeah, that they failed. Yeah. Took them three lives. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Took them three lives. That's funny. Um, so yeah. when the killer goes through the plate glass window... They slashed through the plastic easy enough. Did they try and slash through this glass door and only discover after the fact that it was made out of glass? Is that what happened? I can't really tell because of the way it's shot. Yeah. that's. It looks like they tripped at the last minute. It looks like they slip. Because uh, it doesn't look like the slip is intentional there at the end. It looks like they like legitimately fell. Yeah, there's a floor change between cement and what looks like I don't know that might be like built up pallet wood yeah yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure um, place looks really kept up there's no way she didn't have a staff yeah she must have had a staff I just don't know who we never met any of them I bet they were like the kind of kids that uh, worked at four eats with Shaun of the Dead yeah probably probably uh, I'm, I, yeah. Including a young Rafa's ball. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. So anyway, so the chase scene's good. They keep getting away from him. That's also good. 
and then we get this great single shot of Leslie Tiller dead with the with the shear sticking out of her throat mm-hmm. and Tony Fisher saying, So you're telling me this was not an accident, which is insane. Oh, Tony How Fisher. How would that even work? Tripped, on her, tripped and fell on her own here. shears. Tripped and fell like, on her own shears. The shears are going in down into her at such an angle that she would have had to been hanging upside down on a monkey bar yep. or something like that. And then got blown off by a stiff breeze and landed on the shears that they were standing straight up. I've just given them an out, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of almost like... Man, yeah, it really is like some kind of like like short horror Twilight Zone short story of these just bizarre murders keep happening and the whole town keeps writing them off as accidents. Like in a world where Nicholas Angel never comes to town, when Nicholas Angel came to town, there's it's kind of it's kind of sad to think about that everyone just kind of like, well, today it was Leslie Tiller. Accidents happen all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what's horrifying? Well, what's horrifying is that tiny little plastic goat on her cash register. It is pretty horrifying. I noticed that too. Thing. That that is some like, that is some Black Phillip shit. That is not that goat. Oh, man, I love it. It's Black probably like Phillip, an Black Phillip. Thing. <laughs> that is, that's that is rough. Uh, so I I will say so going into the swear box scene, um, in the in the script. Uh, there is a, there is a there is not a good transition into that scene. So you get the Tony Fisher like one line sh- scene, um, which is in the script, and then you go to him saying Leslie Tiller was murdered, and it's just there. There's no transition into the scene. It's just a hard cut. Um, so him changing the line to Leslie Tiller was fucking murdered, but dropping a coin in the box first before mm-hmm. he says it. Uh, that was something that they came up with on the day. That's well, great. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. It, I think it makes the scene, to be honest. Yeah, because it jumpstarts the... The whole thing. Yeah. The whole bit. Yes, he was yeah. fucking murdered. Thank you, Danny. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> right. Which is vintage hot fuzz. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, and it's great because he knows he's about to curse, so he puts a coin in the coin box yeah, the, prior yeah, to saying it, which is the It's best. worth the investment. Yeah. My favorite part about this scene is what my favorite part I would always say about episodes of Community which is like it works because everyone's following the rules. Yes, like, you have to pay. You have to pay the, the even if you think it's bullshit and stupid. You have to pay the the toll. Right to curse. Right, or someone has to. Right, and everyone <laughs> understands that it's like yeah, just good courtesy to pay for the other person. Right, that's the rule. You just do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Uh yeah no I love this and I love the I love the the ooh murder 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 um, with the little the little magic fingers yeah. that he does the little tentacle fingers or whatever I don't know what that is I don't know what it's he's just, it's just very dramatic is he just like aping like what a murderer would yeah, be like or like a creeper yeah yeah that's like the little Vincent Price thing mm-hmm. tales of suspense. <laughs> Oh, I just, I love that. I love all the, I, ah, oh, man, I just love this so much. They're just so exhausted with him thinking everything's a murder. Change the fucking record. <laughs> Thank you. It's, yeah, you just, you, and you still don't hate them, I think. Of, no, you still don't hate them. They're hilarious. I just love how they're going through the list and they get to Martin Blower and Nick's like, no, actually. And he changes his tone and they're like, what, really? What? It's not a murder? He's like, no, of course it was a murder. Of course he fucking was. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. He drops the dollar. 
uh, I love the, the the going out balloons, reminding us that it's still Danny's birthday day. Yeah. Oh, right. That's true. That's true. And they like they have like a little bit of air out of them because mm-hmm. they've been up. Yeah. This is uh this is the evening of his uh, of his birthday. That very evening. That very- <laughs> it's so weird to be sitting here watching the scene and you can see the blurred outline of Frank just sitting at his desk glowering watching this whole thing. And I got to wonder like why he doesn't step in sooner. Well, like, he's, is he he's letting just... is he letting Nicholas dig himself into a pit or something? I, I think so. I, I yeah, I I think the the surface part of it is just kind of like he's waiting until someone crosses the line. It's like, mm. "All right, let them have their let them get it out. They're paying the toll." Right. They're cursing, <laughs> but they're paying the toll. <laughs> they're just, uh, you know, they're good lads. <sighs> We're almost out of ice cream, so yeah. good. Let it gather. <laughs> let the pile rise. <laughs> I uh, I also think he is trying to get Nicholas into a situation where he's going to uh, suggest Skinner is the one, and he's going to again let him dig his own grave by being like, "Okay, let's go get him." Yeah. Let's go. Let's go present the evidence. Let's he go. Runs the local grocery. Right, and he knows that when they go there, he's he, like he's going to have an alibi, and yeah. and it's going to screw Nicholas, and and that'll be the end of that, mm-hmm. or so he thinks. Dig his own grave. Right. Yeah. I love that Tony Fisher just kind of sitting there taking it all in. Yeah, I mean, he definitely doesn't think this is murder, though. No, <clears throat> they never do. None of them do. No one. No one. How? Because that would never happen in Sanford. It's village of the year. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got for this one. What do you What do you got, Rick? You got anything else? That's pretty much it. Uh, a lot of the good stuff in this scene definitely comes tomorrow, though. Yeah, for sure. Do you Do you remember the Did you see Hot Fuzz in theaters? I don't believe I did. Let's see, yeah. two thousand seven. I ah. I remember why I didn't see this movie in theater because I was in Nevada going door to door selling religion. They oh. hate it when you say that, but that's what I was doing 2006 to 2008 walking around the streets of Vegas knocking on doors. Oh boy. Did not get to see any movies. <laughs> <laughs> no? Wow. That wasn't that wasn't the arrangement. Oh. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Um so when did you finally see it? On video later after you were done? Yeah, I was able to watch it after I got home. Uh, that was like October 2008, and I probably caught it specifically on DVD. Yeah, Not that that matters, but I did eventually get to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, I guess that, uh, I guess that about wraps us up uh, f- here with this minute. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, uh, but, you know, go check out the other uh, Dueling Genre podcasts uh, that we've got on the network. Uh, a lot of, lot of uh, seasons ending and, and new seasons uh, starting. Um, and speaking of new seasons starting, it's not a Dueling Genre show, but uh, Rick, uh, when, when is season four of Mad Max Minute uh, going to get started? Season four of Mad Max Minute, if my calculations are correct, started this week. Ooh, very nice. All right. A little bit of unintentional synchronicity here. Uh, Minute one of Mad Max Fury Road dropped there on March 18th. We're here uh, 
Wednesday on the 20th. You can listen to Minute 2, and then Minute 3 will be out on Friday. We only do three minutes a week. We go a little bit more casual with it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's fair. I don't begrudge anyone who decides to do that. Sure. <laughs> um, Take a load off. Yeah, for sure. If I was only doing one of these shows, I might do that format. But the fact that I do two... Uh, it's it makes it more difficult to uh, only do three minutes at a time because it extends your season longer. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, no, that's great. Uh, uh, Fury Road, that's exciting. I mean, that's uh, that's a great movie. Um, most what most people I think consider the best Mad Max film. Um, so I'm sure there's uh, lots to talk about. Nominated for oh, best absolutely. picture. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. That's that's huge. A yeah. Mad Max <laughs> film nominated for Best Picture. Pretty insane. Pretty insane. Yeah. A post Thunderdome Mad Max movie. Yeah. 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 Crazy. I like Thunderdome a lot. Um but uh yeah. So uh congrats. Yeah, congrats. Uh make sure you guys uh, check out Mad Max Minute, uh wherever you get your podcasts and and uh, check that out, especially if you like Fury Road. I feel like I feel like your Fury Road season is going to have like the most crossover appeal just because I think more people have seen Fury Road than probably any other Mad Max movie. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, it's weird to think about, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true. We'll get into it on the podcast, but if you're a fan of the X-Men first class series of movies, there's a lot of familiar faces, I'm realizing. So there's one Mm -hmm. crossover right there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, Nicholas Holt, just for starters. So, um, all right. Well, uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with minute 69. Nice for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. The greater good.